And welcome to another episode of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. So let's jump right into the download note. This is a game I've been waiting for for a very long time since myself and Brian Saff over at the NRW Checkpoint did a reaction to the reveal trailer and it's none other than Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragon and it's coming out on pretty much every damn thing well really everything except Mac uh sorry Mac users anyway it's an action game developed by Arc System Works published by Modus Games in the game the Double Dragon Brothers and if you don't know is Billy and Jimmy Lee uh, return in this fresh addition to the iconic beat em up franchise with roguelike elements. Every playthrough is a chance at new action. Tag in with two of four starter characters or unlock nine additional players, including a Bobo, each with their own special moves and unique playstyles. Now, this is a series that I have loved. This is a series that pretty much started the beat em up genre uh for me while i love the original arcade game it was really the nes version of double dragon 2 uh, my man and i jeff used to play this game all the time just blasting through it both regularly and with the game genie uh, it's just one of those nes titles that just is near and dear to my heart and then when i played double dragon neo uh, a few years ago it was such a worthy successor uh, to the franchise, especially with some of the middling releases that we've had over the past 10 years or so. This game is one that will definitely tickle your fancy if you're looking for an old school beat em up, but also adding elements of modern gameplay as well. Uh, so Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons is out now. And if I remember correctly, it retails for just the low low price of $24.99. Next up we have the interview with Miss Kwame Burgess. Uh, she is the host of the Pillow Talk with the T podcast. We had an amazing conversation a few weeks ago and it was really interesting hearing her story and her triumphs and hearing how she came to start the podcast and what it really means outside of just the digital platforms stay tuned for my interview with Crimea and then when we come back we're going to talk about Blurcon and fragrances what's going on everybody is Webster style the man the voice the fragrance coming back with another dope conversation and this time we're joined by the lovely Crimea Burgess of pillow talk with the T podcast how are you doing today I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you for joining me. I, I appreciate your time. And one of the things that really struck me, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up. Could you tell everybody about Pillow Talk with the Tea? Yes. Um, Pillow Talk with the Tea is a candid, uncomfortable conversation where we no longer sweep under the rug and we speak about the pink elephant in the room. Okay. Uh, and that's one of the things that, that really had me gravitate uh toward the podcast and wouldn't have you on because as we all know in the past really pandemic kicked off a, a lot of conversations online and one of the mm -hmm. things i really appreciated about 
uh, your podcast and the demeanor of the guests and really the conversations that they ha- that you've had is in contrast to a lot of the say relationship conversations, the red pill stuff, the pink pill stuff. <laughs> I understand arguments. I don't disagree mm-hmm. with some points based on my own life experiences. And I'm pretty sure a lot of ladies can say they don't disagree with some points either. However, much like a recent podcast shows I listened to, there's a whole lot of capping going on. A whole yeah. lot of, and Absolutely. one of the things I, I really enjoyed it about your podcast, it was, it was real people. It was real people, real life, real experiences, and being truthful and honest. And it was one I was listening to the other day and I forget which one it was, but you brought someone brought up accountability and you you voiced how that triggered you. And I really appreciate that. Now I understand why and how that really started in this whole um lexicon of, of conversation between men and women, just conversations in general. However, it's one of those words now that has just become so regurgitated. Like it's just a uh, a word that's used to try to explain but again accountability means nothing if there's no action it's not really accountability mm-hmm. you're just saying the word and i liked how you really brought that to the forefront and how that especially now is in many respects cheapened what the word means in all these conversations because it always gets thrown it always gets thrown out and i really liked how you you had that spin on it during the course of that conversation like i said it's real life and i, I really enjoyed that about your podcast yeah um, so, and that's the thing okay. about that I even enjoy about the podcast is because I like to have real organic people. I like to have people speaking and speaking, telling their story, not me telling their story for them. And um, I, I like them to come unapologetic, transparent, and just being themselves. It's like basically having that uncomfortable conversation at grandma's kitchen table. Right. Right. And I noticed you, you had my boys from the uncomfortable convo while back and Kendra as well when she was a bit more active I was been on that podcast a couple times as well now tell me how did you start Pillow Talk with the T um well Pillow Talk with the T you gotta thank um family members for that honestly um because I was never thinking about putting myself out there to even create a podcast um it was the fact is that a family member of mine felt like I my voice or there was a voice of mine needed to be put out there. Um, me being the elder sister, grandchild, and older first cousin, I'm always the ones that people come for advice and I tell them what they um, need to hear, not what they want to hear, and I give it to them straight. Because that's something that our grandparents did with us. So it's like me taking on that, I'm giving it to them straight. Um, fast forward, rewind to so a year later, I just swooped it away, wasn't even here. And what she was talking about and then all of a sudden you ever felt like that fire within you you know that there's something you have to do but you can't you don't know what that fire is um like i say fast forward a year later basically that's when um we family gathering again met up same cousin that brought it to my attention she said it was like hey did you start that podcast so as soon as she said that that's when the flame was like ding 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 and i'm like are you serious you telling me that's what that is in my belly that I need to do so in regards to that for no one effect anything I do I make sure I do forthcoming of with my overall so when I did decide that, that was what it was and figured out that's what it was that's when I ended up creating Pillow Talk with the Z podcast 
That's awesome. It's, I swear, it seems like I'm hearing similar stories. Not quite like that, but it's always that one person who is always kind of talking about, hey, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And then it just like that lights that that spark and then that flame just, you know, consumes everything. I think that's that's really awesome. Now, what sort of reception have you gotten since you, you really started podcasting and it's been expanding? Um, I would say basically I get a um, lot of women, but men and women, but majority women just basically saying, you know, I love the I love the conversation you state and you saying exactly what it is that I'm feeling or what I'm going through. Um, I feel like I could relate to you and you're speaking about your experiences and even just the fact of I have so many people feeling like there's no judgment talking to you and the conversations that you do create, they are actually real and what we are going through nowadays. So those are the different things that I um, get from men and women, but of course, majority of women. And I love it. And it's like I, a lot of even this on a woman recently last week, she was like, I feel like you was putting a, the words in a voice. Well, the voice to my words that I just didn't know how to be able to say it. And that's what a lot of people nowadays, they have that inside them that they want to speak. Put a voice to it, but they don't have the security, the confidence, or they worrying about what everybody's going to think and say. So, no, let me not say that because I don't want to be judged. Right. And I, again, really enjoying your podcast and your authenticity. And that's something I also love as well. The the non-judgments, especially for a lot of your topics. I don't remember your polygamy coming up was that's one you, you've had um, a lot of the more, you know, adult content. Um, and, you know, those topics unto themselves, some people can get a bit squeamish about and really talking about what they like, what they don't like, who they are individually, uh, especially in a public setting like this. And I, I really enjoy how you as a host really make your, your guests feel comfortable um, talking to you and talking to the audience as well and never once you know having that eye of judgment on them you know like girl you like that or you know something of, of, of that nature and I really appreciate that about you and again more so with the podcast as well going back to it and I, I have to keep saying this, this is something that I really love every with every episode I've listened to though thus far the authenticity much like you said as far as you know you someone said to you you're speaking things that they're thinking is and exactly these are, are real conversations and i think in many respects especially with the proliferation of so many podcasts nowadays on especially on adult topics real life topics mm-hmm. that's sorely missing yeah absolutely and and that's something i've really seen that been missing out side because these are conversations that me and my I grew up having with my family even at 41 I'm still having this with my mother and if my grandparents was here I would still be having it with them because that's something that we that's something they created for us and that's something I also created for my son who's currently 22 years old um and I felt like me just looking outside the world when I went to college I used to before I went to college I thought this is what the world is. We have these uncomfortable conversations. We bridging the gap and we are speaking how we feel. But when I went to college, I was like, oh, everybody don't live the way I live. Everybody don't have the upbringing that I have. So I was like, why is that? That's just so then, of course, I had to sit back. I had to learn. I had to listen and I had to ask my friends, why is that? 
Um, and of course, they, you know, tell me, well, that's something they choose not to do. That's something they family or their mother, parents or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, did not create for them because they felt like everything has this place. Absolutely. But I felt like when it comes to your family, your parents, they're your first teachers. They don't want to be able to teach you about your emotional intelligence, about having that uncomfortable conversation and it tap into what it is that you feel. So, and I seen that outside. I was like, nah, we got to fix this. We got to do better. No, you're absolutely right with that. Now, I want to shift gears for a moment um, and ask your opinion on something. And this is a question that I've, I have a certain mindset, especially a, I like to say I'm a gentleman. I do my best to every day. And one of the topics that when you speak of men and women, but men specifically, and being a gentleman is a topic of chivalry. So I want to ask you, do you think chivalry is dead? Nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I do not believe in that. You know, anything that I feel like is dead is you, that's because you you choose that it's dead. Um, but chivalry is chivalry is definitely not dead. It's something I teach, like I say, I teach as my son, my the males in my family members continue to do. That's something that both of my partners continue to do to me every single day. So I believe that chivalry is still alive. It all depends on who we talk it to. It all depends the individual. This is something they practice. It's something that they believe. Again, something you believe would never be dead. I, I love that answer. And for myself, I've always asked when I've heard people whether it's men and women say that i said who taught you like who do you, who do you hang with because <laughs> my circles my friends for the most part i, I got i got a couple of whole friends <laughs> you know you know they always been that way i love them to death their family but yeah i was like who 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 are you who have you been around where you say that this is dead if that's the case, you need to change your circle. You need to learn some new lessons uh, because mm -hmm. very much like you said, it's dead if you say it's dead. You're dead if you don't act on your perform the actions and you don't have the mindset as well. And I, I really, really appreciate that answer because I think that especially in these conversations we're having, I feel like in those conversations, not your conversations because your conversations mm -hmm. are different that mindset is just lost and it's so you on this side you on that side yeah we may meet in the middle um yeah. sometimes but it's it comes off as performance art and not real dialogue on, on yeah. a lot and a lot of these podcasts and you know a very topic like chivalry is something that, yes i i can see maybe a lot of younger women not really seeing that because the men i i can understand i'm, I'm just a few years older, I'm 44, so I I totally get that and understand we we may have a different perspective on how things are supposed to be because that's how we were taught and raised and that's how my mama raised me. Um, yes, ma'am, no ma'am, holding the door open, things I still do mm -hmm. to to this day. So I totally yeah. get that, and that's why these conversations that you have and, and others are very important because you get to see that different perspective and also a realistic perspective i think that again i can't harp on this enough because it's, that's why i really enjoy your podcast the not just the, the the rawness of it 
And, you know, we're not necessarily talking about raw as far as cursing involved, but raw as far as the transparency of what people are thinking and what people are feeling and even what people mm-hmm. are going through. And I know uh, just some of the podcasts I've, I've listened to, you've touched on your story, anything that you've gone through personally um, mm-hmm. in relationships in your life to, you know, get you to this point. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. And I'm, I'm going to switch gears a little bit too, and maybe somewhat of a jar. Uh, bit lighter than previous so i am a humongous uh fragrance head uh and i want to ask you are you into fragrances at all i love fragrances male men women and men i love it i love it so what fragrance right now are you constantly going back to if there is one um i love jador by dior that's something that's one of my favorites um and then if that's but but my also one time that was introduction to me when I was a kid was um, Clinique Happy. That was something that okay. was amazing. So even though they got remixes, they got other ones, but Clinique Happy is the number one uno. So, but between those two, yes. Okay. Now let me ask you this. Um, it doesn't matter which partner or both partners, what fragrances do you like to smell on your partners? Or even signature or notes, if not specific fragrances. Okay, so I'm trying to remember one of my partners, his fragrance. This is his favorite, but I can't remember what it is. But it's very light. Mm -hmm. It's not loud, but it's not too light. It's like in the the middle, and it really blends so amazing with his own body chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this before. I'm not sure if you probably heard this episode on my show. Every time he spray it on, I'm like, nah, you can't even leave out the door yet. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, one second. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but yeah, I have to really, I can't remember what it is, but it's amazing. And I see it's like a, it's like a black little square bottle. I need to pay attention to the name, but it's so freaking amazing on him. Mm. Might be what blue shouldn't be. That's a little square bottle. Could be. But then no, you know what? I think guys, we all have that one fragrance that our significant others like you, you cannot leave the house. I was talking to a, a another um another uh interview the other day, which just premiered today, and he was saying how yeah, I forget the fragrance, but he said, uh yeah, I yeah, the, the the looks and my wife's like, you really watered out the house today. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get it. I totally understand. And that, that's one of the things I, I love about fragrance. Not so much the attention, but the mm-hmm. sort of well, much like you said about your partner, how you find you can find that right fragrance that really mixes with your body chemistry. Yes. Uh, that's why I always say the fragrances are intimate because even though it smells a certain way. Once it mixes with you, it's mm-hmm. different. It's a unique scent, regardless of, of what it is. And I that's one like what excites me to really uh collect to smell different things. You see how thing different things smell on me, um, how different notes work in the weather. You know, a, a winter fringes, how's that work? Like it's 84 degrees today. I'm like, yeah. okay, how does this really heavy dark oud tobacco vanilla fragrance work? 
in the in the hot spring weather compared to when it was like I I love that experimentation yeah. of it. And a lot, a lot of people don't know that you're supposed to have like different colognes and perfumes during each season. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't really know that. So, but but you got that one signature, and I understand that people do wear like they just want to wear it all season around, and it works for some, and some it may not work for. Yeah, that's very true. I I always say diversify. You don't need a whole lot, but get a couple in your okay. arsenal. Some you can switch up. And also, there are some fragrances that work for different occasions. For instance, um, what I wore, Pete and Pedro's villain yesterday, which is a. Uh, similar to Tom Ford's Tobacco Vanelli. So it's tobacco, okay. vanilla, spice. That is not a fragrance I would wear to a black tie event. It's very heavy, <laughs> it's very rich, it's very dark. Yeah. yeah. So that's like one of those things where you gotta know where the right place and time as well as, uh, you know, seasonal is as well what really works for uh, your fragrance. Also, and again, your body chemistry is a very, mm -hmm big factor into how things work um how long fragrances last because there are fragrances that last long on my skin and my body chemistry yeah. then i'll go online and i'm like on tiktok on the comments like oh this only lasts x amount of time with me i was like okay you know i understand your your mile may vary depending on the fragrance like it lasts four hours of you it lasts eight hours on me you know, maybe my skin absorbs it more, maybe the moisture I use, mm -hmm. I don't know. But that's part of the fun with fragrances, in my opinion. Yeah, I love it. Same thing with same thing with me. But I, I grew up big because, you know, I'm not sure maybe since we are the same age, like my grandparents, and it's always come back to the grandparents where those was the times, even like my stepfather and my mom, when they used to go out and they used to have date nights and go out to dance, you know, go to step, they go to dance the step clubs. And mm -hmm. I seen him put on his suit and tie and she got on her beautiful dress with her heels. And that was just something that I seen that both of them do. My grandparents and my parents where my grandmother, she taught us about scents and perfumes and, and my brothers and them about colognes and how important it is. And that's how I also knew more about the pressure points because people think you're supposed to just go like this oh, no yes and I, i'm I, like, I the passion. like why I'm do you like, do that it's the pressure points i don't like when people do that i do not like that i'm like you're doing so wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh but i love teaching people and saying no let me let me show you how to really do this and they they you know then they, they especially if a person is open-minded to learning and they were like, I never knew that. And I was like, absolutely, right. trust me. It will last longer than your pressure points. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, let me ask you another question. This is more maybe uh, not so much personal, but in your own words, who is Kwamea? Kwamea is unapologetic. She is... Um, transparent she's loving she's caring she have an open mind um to learning so many different things as she continue to walk on this earth and to continue to elevate to be the best person of her best person of herself um but Kwame also had that don't give a fuck attitude too <laughs> so, <laughs> you know so and not only that as i continue to learn is that she has standards she has standards she has boundaries 
and she have no problem filling up your cup as long as you actually reciprocate it back. Awesome. It, it actually it makes me it brings up a question that's popped in my head. You've been doing a podcast what two years now, or is it? I actually I've been doing a podcast for three years because okay, even three before, years. yeah, for three years, yeah. Okay, now <clears throat> with the topics that you've had, the guests that you've had, um, you've had a lot of serious conversations, a lot of personal conversations. How has if doing the podcast help you grow? Woo. Good question. Um, it basically helped me grow in just the fact of just um, communication-wise, you know, being because people don't understand it's a difference of listening and hearing. Um, they don't know that it's this is a separation in the two, um, and just being able to communicate by doing so. Because part of communication is listening as well as hearing. So that definitely helped me grow in just listening and hearing. It helped me in regards to just having more sympathy for other people's stories and other people's situations. And also me, Kwamea then and Kwamea now from the fact of my, this podcast helped me being able to accept people's experiences. Because that old me was like, girl, what are you, you talking about? But of course through healing journey the whole thing of life and what i've been doing even therapy um and even just getting this from yama van zant because that's one powerful woman um she said you can never be able to change no one's experience but just accept their experience and what they've been through so this podcast was able to also help me do that and concrete overall out of everything else that i've been through but also listening and hearing and having that understanding of people's story. That's powerful. That's really, really powerful. You know what? I'm going to end it there because that, that's a heck of a way to, to leave this interview. Uh, Kwame, I want to thank you again for your time and I appreciate it. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um. Yes. So you can be at a fine pillow talk with the C podcast on all podcast streaming platforms as well as on every social media platform as well and not only that but also um, um, on YouTube every Thursday at 12 midnight there's a new episode um, that drops with deeper and deeper more uncomfortable conversations <laughs> thank you very much I appreciate it make sure you check it out ladies and gentlemen and we'll see you next time and that was our interview with Miss Kwamea Burgess Make sure you check her out on the Pillow Talk with Tea podcast. I find her on YouTube, TikTok, and all your major, you know, podcast platforms. Uh, I want to talk about, well, it's convention season. We'll be talking a little bit more about some of the conventions we've been to in the next episode or two. But I want to talk about BlurCon. Now, BlurCon is really the convention I make sure I go to every year. It is one that I have always loved the premise of inclusion with the con and is one that outside of pandemic, I was there pretty much every year from the start. Uh, last week, you heard uh, the panel, the Toyon Geek panel, our fourth one with uh, Will Mapp, uh, Dana and Frenchie. And just from maybe I'm biased, it gets better 
and better every year with the conversation and the points of view uh, that we have in our own collective experiences. But not just that, the questions from the audience just really, I love the thoughtfulness, the insightfulness just from the diverse collective that was there to watch us talk uh, it was really awesome and really cool but i want to give some shout outs some impressions of the con itself now i am for some reason not a big celebrity guy so i didn't really um i didn't care about meeting uh some of the celebrity guests but i will say uh not that i needed to meet her but just seeing her in person, uh, Karen Ashley, who was really one of the only women that I had a crush on when I was a, a teenager. Uh, I don't know why, because I look at my adult self. She's still not my type, but as a teenager, <laughs> she is someone, she's like the lone power ranger I had a crush on. Everybody else loved the Pink Ranger, especially in the high school I went to. Uh, they loved the Pink Ranger. I loved Aisha. So that's just me. Anywho, so it was cool seeing her in person as well as Cree Summer was there. That woman doesn't age. I swear she's a vampire. Uh, and just the overall vibe was just, it was, it's always like a homecoming, like a big party. Uh, and there's no judgments. I'm not saying cons in general, you have judgment, but there was, there was no judgment there. I had a great time just seeing old friends. I literally saw people that I have not seen in 20 years. Uh, that I went to school with and it and just even some cats that I've gone to school with that I end up seeing every year um, and with that said this uh, may not mean anything to you but even uh, while I was there it was somewhat somber we we lost one of our friends this past year and even though Matt and I we weren't on the phone all the time we still coordinated talked, texted every now and again but it was guaranteed I'd always bump into him at BlurCon. And as I walked through the halls of the uh, retailers or I guess the um, artist alley and, and whatnot, it, I got a sense of sadness because I knew that I wouldn't be bumping into him this year since he passed away a few months ago. And so I had, personally speaking, a bit of sadness of uh, being there because I knew I knew my friend wouldn't be there. I knew I wouldn't bump into him. I knew we wouldn't catch up. I knew we wouldn't talk about our families. I, I knew that wasn't going to happen this year. So that was always in the back of my mind as I, I went through. But it was just so many people. And it's always so hot in that hotel. Uh, it'll be interesting what happens next year as far as the expansion. Uh, shout out to Navy Montel. As always, it's always great seeing him. Uh, shout out to Chris Fury and the team from uh, Blurred's Eye View. It was great finally meeting a lot of them in person after talking over the years online, sitting in on their live taking, taping, uh, getting a free copy of the Halo series uh, as well as a participant. So that was uh, really awesome. And I cannot not thank uh will dana frenchie keto whatever you want your name to be uh it's always a pleasure uh doing the panel with you guys and uh you guys are really delightful and intelligent uh people and it's just a pleasure to work with you guys so oh yeah shout out to herlin and um all of the staff and volunteers who make the uh blur con happen every single year i enjoy it but i will say this is something we had an overall conversation about um amongst us as well as some others who are regular attendees 
it was different this year, at least in our opinion. Uh, it was different in in the vibe. It was a great vibe, but it was it was it lacked some of the uniqueness that made it BlurCon before. And I don't know if it's just a lot more of the same people are coming that you see at other cons, uh, but a lot of the panels were not as diverse as they had been in, in last past years at least that's just an overall assessment we had uh there are there also it and i think this more so was from the attendees not so much the um organizers but i didn't feel that lgbtqi presence or that queer presence like I felt in previous years, especially in the beginning, because there was a really big push for, you know, that inclusiveness of everyone and, and the queer um, dynamic of that inclusiveness was really pushed. I didn't feel that this year. And again, that's not a good thing or a bad thing. It was just observation and perception during my time there. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's interesting how the con is is morphing and changing every single year and i am very excited to see um what what it looks like next year if they finally take the opportunity to really expand outside of the primary hotel um and i forget the, the theme of it but it's i'm interested and excited this is this is kind of i'm excited to see grow um in many respects I don't think and I don't want it to grow like Awesome Con. Awesome Con going the first year, I remember it was this little small show. Now it's this humongous show. And and maybe it's just me. I feel like when these shows get to be these pop culture magnets, some of the charm is lost. And they become like every other convention that you go to. And Blur Con, Baltimore Comic Con, uh, and a couple other cons that I've, I go to on a regular, I, I like the quaintness of it. I like the one-on-one -on -one that you can get. Um, even I went to Big Lit Comic Con, which you'll hear some of my interviews from that in the next seven weeks. Um, I could go right up and talk to Ron Simmons. I went right up and talk to uh, some of the other guests that was there. Um, not buying an autograph, not buying a photo op, just saying, hello, how you doing? You know, and thanking them for the impact they had on my life or other people's lives. And the larger cons, you don't really get a chance to do that. So, you know, we'll see how Blair kind of evolves over the years, but it's still the place to be. Oh, and the food trucks, that Jamaican truck. Every year I got to get the oxtails. They are so good. They are so, so good. So that's my take on BlurCon. Let's talk about a new fragrance that I got from one of my TikTok followers. Um, and I escape her screen name at the moment. I'll put that down in the show notes so you guys can give her a follow. She uh, just had a bunch of samples lying around, sent them to me. And one of the samples that I received was London Oud Number no. 9 from a company called Amour. Now, this is one that I couldn't find a note breakdown on it. I think it may be discontinued, but you can find a 120 ml bottle, I think, online in many places for under $55. I have enjoyed it. 
it's a little alcoholic in the base. I mean, in the beginning, but that dissipates pretty quickly. It is a, a nice oud, kind of a synthetic oud. Uh, some aldehyde too. And I'm sorry, it's kind of hard. I had a spillage, so the sample that I'm smelling right now is combining with some other fragrances. But it's a fragrance, an oud that I really liked. Uh, it was one that actually got a couple of comments as well. So it was one that I was really surprised. I didn't know how to take it. And especially considering looking online, it's you can get a large bottle for under 60 bucks. I think it's one you guys should definitely check out. So that's my take on London Oud number nine by more. Now, I'm talking about ways to support. How can you support a brother? You know, Webster style, you know, we got bills to pay. So first of all, you can check out Basil and Sage uh, with their wonderful subscription box service. Uh, you can check out the unboxing of the July box that's on YouTube. Now, if you like what you see, boxes run 50 bucks a month for the subscription and you get a whole lot more than $50 worth of merchandise in your box. But if you act now and use the code Webster's style 10 you can get a discount on your first box next up is patreon patreon you know put things out there some things that are not youtube friendly and also you want to get the podcast early become a producer just one dollar two dollar or three dollars you can become a producer um, associate producer producer or an executive producer of the Sartorian geek podcast but webster style and there are also some patreon only podcasts there where we get into some topics that well aren't as pc as we have here so check us out on patreon webster style and i like colognes you like colognes we all like to look good. I suggest you check out Pete and Pedro. Uh, I have become a fan of the company, uh, not just because of the affiliate marketing, of course, but also with the fragrances. I love the fact that the line of fragrances are inspired by some of the top selling fragrances on the market. And they only run you 50 bucks for a 50 ml bottle. In addition to that, they have a whole host of grooming products on the site as well. And if you use the link in the show notes, you can get 10% off your first purchase. And of course, I don't know about you. I always need an extra boost of energy. And sometimes you don't want to drink coffee. Other times you, you want to grab something that's a bit more rich as far as the energy content. But you don't want all of the sugar. I suggest try Dubby w energy drinks you can get 10 percent off your first purchase if you use the code webster man or the link in the show notes so that's how you can help support and keep the lights on but where else can you find me you know i am all over the web you can find me every week over with my crew over at nerds rule the world first up you can find me with my man brian saff talking about the latest and greatest in new video game releases on the nrw checkpoint then you can find me talking about wrestling with my man kuya p and sean mongo the voiceover king we are the nrw's house of black talking wrestling on the kfabi baby the nrw ring generals podcast every week over at nerds rule the world of course websterstyle.com as well you'll find it there once they drop on youtube you can find me on social media on instagram you can find me at webster style and of course i'll you and geek on twitter excuse me x webster style and of course on tiktok is underscore webster style and of course anything and everything that is webster style can be found at websterstyle.com 
Drop me an email, comments, criticisms, questions. Want to be on the show? Info at WebStyleMagazine.com. Now, as always, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your listening ear. And remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Tuesday had to be bow tie Thursday. Had to be white Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen so thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil pen. No lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. And stroke mental, plain dang homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang honey. See them plain James honey, them lame friends funny. We tell it fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy, look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene, fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding bag, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover. Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it off, clothes on the floor, pass it. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it off, clothes on the floor, pass it. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them on the floor pal and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it up and let me see what's under them scenes oh you want to oh i completely read that wrong <laughs>